You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and what a week it has been, huh? I mean, wow. Wow. You know, if I weren't so positive, I would, uh, you know, be negative about the way the country's going, but... Every day that I see the uh, insanity of the left and the Biden administration, how little they have going for them, I uh, I somehow manage to say, you know what, we're gonna get, we're gonna win, we're gonna win because it's very obvious. Uh, the left, the Democrat Party are on the. Uh, I mean, what are they giving you? What are they giving you? Are you happy now? Are you happy with the economy? Are you happy with the southern border? Are you happy with uh, people getting their student loans paid off while you couldn't afford to go to college? Are you enjoying that? Are you happy with all the fentanyl deaths? Are you, are you, uh, are you happy with New York City and San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and uh, Chicago and, and the downward trajectory of those cities? Because if you vote for that, you, you know, if you vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for more of it. And, and Americans are soundly rejecting all of it. It is very obvious. And like movie vampires, the left is uh, dying in a very ugly way, trying to drag Donald uh, Trump and the rest of us in the pits of hell. And it won't work because we're positive. We're positive. And, and a lot of us, uh, most of us believe in, in God. We, we believe in something bigger than us. The Democrat Party does the opposite of that. They refute God. They look at everything has to go through man, and particularly the deep state and Democrat Party, to get what you want. And that's why they're doomed to fail. Because evil always loses. Despotism always loses. Otherwise, Hitler's nephew would be the chancellor of Germany right now. <laughs> That's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. And some people are really starting to get this. Like, like Bill Maher. Bill Maher had a... I guess he had a... Uh, Maybe he skipped his common sense vaccination this year, and, uh, and he's actually caught a whiff of it. Here's uh, Bill Maher talking about the uh, the race. Now, this is a hardcore, well, yeah, pretty left-to-center individual who who has had you know kind of a come to Jesus moment on on common sense and the uh, the. Uh, absurdity of the left, the, the nonsense of the left. But here is uh, uh, Bill Maher with an assessment of this year's election year. And Trump is beating Biden, you know, now in the national polls pretty strongly. And um, all my Democratic friends are saying, relax, it's a long time before the election. Because, yeah, that's what Biden's whole card is, time. <laughs> No, that's it. We got to get used to it. This is it. This is the race. Biden and Trump. The race is over. Uh, this is bad news for the country. I think. Uh, very good news for people who build ramps on debate stages. <laughs> Even though Donald Trump needs, uh, needs no uh, uh, debate stage ramp, even though Donald Trump is 77 years old and, and more spry and more physically active and more mentally active than all of us combined when you consider that he goes on stage and speaks for an hour after flying uh, to different locations, doing several speeches every day while simultaneously battling political attacks. I mean, four political indictments. And every day he gets them and goes, you know, he brushes it off. A $355 million, uh, you know, uh, fine from uh, a radical leftist uh, 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 judge in New York City and, a, and a, 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 an AG in New York who was elected on the promise of just going after Donald Trump without any, any basis for it whatsoever. 
and yet he's able to get up and dust himself off. Meanwhile, the man who gets softball questions, who goes on vacation 39% of the time, now goes up short stairs on the uh, on Air Force One and now has a Secret Service agent to lead him to the bottom of the short stairs. You know, compare the two, all right? And don't be absurd, all right? It's not about age. It's about Joe Biden's brain not working. He is a joke. If you support him, you are, you are a joke. If you are uh, unwilling to accept the reality that the man is a, an abject disaster for the country in every way, shape, and form, and if you do not recognize that his brain is not working, and dear God in heaven, really, you're just making yourself look like a fool. You hear that, Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough? Not the first time, because every day you open a microphone, you look like a fool. But everybody gets it. Everybody understands it. Here is uh, Tommy Tuberville yesterday. He has declined over the last few months. I, I don't think he'll make it. Just watched him yesterday walking on a tarmac in L.A. with Nancy Pelosi shuffling his feet, looking at the ground. I mean, he, you know, we we got to have some leadership in this country. I don't know what they're going to do, but President Trump's going to win anyway. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think they'll change probably around convention time, move somebody in to, to try to get President Trump to run for his money. But Joe Biden, he can't win. He's trying to stay in there. Just or try not to have the election altogether. You never know, because Democrats are evil. Just so he'd stay out of jail, to be honest with you. The, the story will be told in the State of Union address, which is in a few weeks. Uh, he's got to get up there and... Oh, i got to see this State of the Union. It is going to be the best state of confusion. I mean, uh, the Union ever. Stand for about 45 minutes. And <laughs> I wonder if Mike Johnson will tear up the speech right behind Joe Biden just to be a jerk. Give his opinion. Now, he will read it, but he's having a hard time reading as we speak. So... It will be an interesting scenario, I think, after that point, after the State of Union. They'll yeah, the emperor is naked. Make a, make a decision whether to do it before March. But if they don't, they'll, they'll, they won't go past uh, uh, the convention because the guy can't make it. I mean, he can't make a decision. Somebody else is running the country. We know that. But they're even getting to the point right now going, hey, we can't win this election with Joe Biden. Oh, no, no, they can't. And, uh, and the more that MSNBC and ABC and CBS and NBC and PBS and PBR, and oh, no, I should leave PBR out of this because they're a fine brewery. They are. <laughs> but uh, but they're all, they all look like buffoons and more and more people are tuning them out because they're ridiculous. They're utterly, utterly ridiculous. I like to use the example, that there was a poll, I think I saw one the other, 67% of Americans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction. I believe it's higher than that. And so I say that, the, that all of us can come together, that 67 or 77% of us can come together to save the country. Because believe it or not, despite 40 years of pummeling the country's history and, uh, and calling it racist and all of this, we still believe that the United States of America is the greatest country on the face of the world. That's why all these idiots who say, you know, I'm going to leave the country when Donald Trump uh, gets elected. I'm going to leave the country when George Bush gets elected. Why don't they leave? Why don't they leave? Because they know it's the best place in the world to live. Otherwise, they'd be gone. They just want us to live by their rules, in a, which is the antithesis of what the country is based on, and we're not going to do it.
We're not going to do it. I'm not going to live under the yoke of this bull crap anymore. Are you going to live under the yoke of this bull crap anymore? Are you going to live under under this abject corruption? Are you going to uh, live under this censorship? Are you going to uh, are you going to live under this pipeline to to big pharma and big defense and all of your tax money going there? Are you going to live under the yoke of a federal government that ignores your needs while you are suffering and throws money hand and fist at foreign wars that are going nowhere? Is that what you want to live? under because i'm not going to live under that anymore not going to do it and i think most of you feel the same way 100 percent. here is uh, byron donald's talking about joe biden's bo- broke brain let me try and get him to play here hold on one second byron donald's uh, sometimes occasionally because i run my own audio uh, my computer um, you know does some weird stuff like this there we go it's one thing to talk about the domestic issues that are that we're facing the border being the number one issue in the country and the fact that he's terrible at this job and he's actually hurting the american people but even abroad our adversaries see this putin sees this yep. xi jinping sees this yep. the mullahs in iran they see it too yep. okay so you got your uh, russia there you know okay so we got to you know, possible World War Three scenario going on with Russia, China. We've got an open border. We've got fentanyl flooding in. We've got uh, tens, trillions of dollars of our money going to Chinese green energy nonsense. They they unleashed a virus on us. They've never been held accountable for it. And uh, you know, I mean, honestly, every one of those scenarios are Joe Biden's problem, and they are countries that are we be, we are beholden to because Joe Biden's uh, quid pro quo. That's why they see weakness, and they're pushing all over the globe. This is not about Joe Biden. This is about our country. He should do the right thing and stand down. And if he won't do that, Kamala Harris needs to lead the cabinet to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. You would think. You would think. Because it's very clear his brain is broke. But don't they'll tell that to the media. President Biden is absolutely fit. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. He's the one who has proven uh, that he cannot be trusted. I would prefer an elderly man uh, over an elderly man who's just chaotic and crazy and has 91 felony counts awaiting him. That was a partisan report, and President Biden has been absolved of any criminal wrongdoing. And by the way, the the second place uh, by a long shot uh, GOP candidate for president, Nikki Haley, agrees with all of those talking points. Yeah, she agrees with all of that. Oh yeah, Joe Biden and Donald Trump both have uh, have brain problems, and uh, you know she, she's echoing the same talking points as the left, which you know I, I, it's been very eye opening to me because I really didn't care about Nikki Haley. I kind of almost respected her, I guess, for a while, but now we, you know, all these things have been exposed, and we know what kind of person she is. This is the media with Donald Trump with the president. Okay, listen to this. <clears throat> Let's try it again. Here we go. Again, sometimes the computer does some strange things. World, you would try to invoke the 25th Amendment, which I think is amply justified. The man is deeply mentally unstable. The cabinet (laughs) should convene immediately to discuss the 25th Amendment. If he's crazy and incompetent and stupid, then we have to look at the 25th Amendment. People in the president's inner circle have brought up the 25th Amendment. Now, now after three years of... <clears throat> of being a Roomba on stage after three years of talking to dead people after three years of stumbling upstairs after three years of falling off bicycles after three years of literally just looking at him slack-jawed and going holy hell this is our president nobody in the media is treating Joe Biden like this he's 20 times this is 25th amendment 
kind of stuff. The whisper campaign over the 25th Amendment. We're going to talk about the 25th. Yeah, see, this is why you need to tune out the letter networks altogether. I don't even like sharing audio from them, to be quite honest. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't even know. It's kind of nice to know what's going on on the other team and, and make fun of them for that reason. But otherwise, you know, don't, don't spend any time on them. They're, they're a joke. They lie to you about the economy. Here's a new piece. Oh, did you know the New York Times is debunking uh, Joe Biden's economy? Did you hear that? New York Times, in a piece this week, calls out Biden for his nonsense about the economy, jobs, and taxes. Misleading is what the gray lady called Biden's claim that the average tax rate for American billionaires is 8.2%. When speaking about the Chips and Science Act, Biden claimed that the law attracted $640 billion in private companies' investments that are building factories and creating jobs. The New York Times calls that claim false. Noting private investment spurred by Chips and Science Act, which gave billions to the chip industry, do not come in at $640 billion by some measures is a fraction of that. Joe Biden also said they were building charging stations for EVs around the country with the $1.5 trillion Inflation Reduction Act that had nothing to do with reducing inflation. Not one charging station has been built. Maybe they weren't shovel-ready. Uh, what the Times uh, emphasized was Trump had a positive jobs record before COVID was unleashed. It's like it was almost planned or something. Weird, right? Yeah. Jobs had increased from 145 million jobs when Trump took office in January 2017 to 152 in January 2020. A rise of 6.4 million jobs or 4.4 percent. Twisting the knife a bit further, Times also noted that half of the nearly 22 million jobs lost in 2020 were recovered before Biden or Joe, I should Joe, before Trump left office. Yeah, yeah, he had a great economy and they planted the COVID to try to derail him. And he still did well. Welcome back to Jimmy Carter 2.0. Welcome back. This is Jim Gossett. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. Well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. Joe's killing off the nation. Killing off the nation. Say hello to stagflation. Hello to stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot. Cause brain cells he ain't got. Welcome back. Sing along. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It cost an arm to fill your car. And the leg. Welcome back. Your paycheck's the same and it don't go far. You're telling me. Joe pulled all the troops from Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, there was that. Yeah. Everything is screwed up. I guess that's his plan. He's an Obama puppet. Obama puppet. Let's go tell him to stop it. Tell him to stop it. Worst in history, that's why we chant FJB. Welcome back. Come on. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You, you, you got the vaccination? <laughs> you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're. All right, so. No, I, I, I really it's Friday. We're going to have some fun today. I got some big, uh, hard hitting news. I got some, uh, some funny stuff as well. The phone line is 800 922 6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Relentlessly slowing the spread of the stupid every day. 
It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I'm told that James Rosen of Newsmax is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. He's on the South Line in Wadhouse. I want to ask him about Catherine Herridge's uh, release firing from CBS. They thought they would uh, they would cover it up with a bloodbath at CBS because they're losing money hand over fist. But they, they basically confiscated all of her uh, 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 laptop, all of her contacts, all of her uh, uh, her confidential sources and everything. And, and it's very clear because CBS is in the uh, in the pants of the administration. They always have been. Watch, watch 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes is vomitous. And, uh, and you know, and like I said, you know, the, there are a lot of things that have three letters. You know, ABC, CBS, NBC, CIA, FBI, DHS. You know, you know. <clears throat> when I was in high school, Donald, uh, Ronald Reagan was the president. And I didn't really pay attention to politics because, you, know, you know, I was doing uh, speech and choir and, you know, being excellent in school and all that stuff and uh, didn't really pay a lot of attention. But there was a lot of attention paid to the number of homeless under Donald, Ronald Reagan. Under, oh, my God, homelessness exploded. And there was a homeless crisis and all that. And I remember Rush Limbaugh did a, uh, he used to, you know, he had this uh, <clears throat> Clarence Frog Band Henry song that he played. Ain't got no home. Remember that? And everybody was mad because you were making fun of homeless people. Well, homeless numbers have spiked under Joe Biden, 650,000, the highest ever, after steadily declining for 17 years. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Well, uh, the house, uh, the cost of groceries, the cost of housing, among other things. I was nearly there just a few years ago. <clears throat> I mean, really, I really, you know, I, I like to use the expression, and I never thought I'd experience it after, you know, 25 years of broadcasting. The expression is, uh, you don't know how little you have until you have to sell it to, to uh, make the rent. I got a friend of mine who's uh, right now, uh, I'm going to try and get him on to help with our social media. And, he, and he's, he's doing uh, Uber Eats so he can pay the rent. He's a smart young guy. So, uh, uh, so far, though, the Biden's uh, programs have done little to stem the, uh, stem the uh, accelerate growth of homelessness. There were 111,620 homeless people under age 18, over 98,000 experiencing homelessness on a single night in 2023, was age 55 or over. That happens a lot of times. You get to that age and, you know, you, you lose a job and you can't get back in. I know that as a broadcaster. Fortunately, Chris Ruddy of Newsmax found me and said, I don't care how old you are, man, you rock. Yeah. So that's why I'm able to do this. Otherwise, who the hell knows what would happen? Nearly 4 in 10 people experiencing homelessness uh, identified as black, African-American, African. Higher percentage of people in shelter identified as black compared to... It's not really easy to identify as black. You, you know, we kind of are, com, unless, unless you're Kamala Harris or Barack Obama. Compared to people experiencing homelessness in unsheltered locations, 26%. Yeah, that's, um, that's America today. That's why Joe Biden is going to get beat. That's why the left knows it. That's why every day they wake up freaking out that Joe Biden is still, uh, uh, the president is still alive, and Kamala Harris is next in line. That's the thing, yeah, and that's why they're uh, freaking out. <clears throat> that's why they're doing crazy stuff. And while all this is happening, Joe Biden makes a big deal out of hitting Russia with 500 new sanctions because he really wants that $60 billion to go to Ukraine the most corrupt country in the world, known for money laundering. That's what Ukraine had always been known for. Yeah. But no care about the border, no care about anything else. 
he is going after Russia because he wants to, you know, say that Russia is uh, is uh, once again what uh, colluding with uh, Donald Trump, which was a lie. That's what they're trying again. It's tried and true, but this time it's been exposed. And he's coming up with 500 new sanctions to further demonize Russia, make Russia sound like the bad guy, and then say that Republicans and Donald Trump are colluding with Russia. And it's going to do a face plant because it's ridiculous. And they already tried it, and it failed then too. All right, so coming up, James Rosen of Newsmax. Always a good interview. I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say about Catherine Herridge on this Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. One of my favorite guests, also uh, much respected in my life as a journalist, James Rosen, who is uh, thankfully with Newsmax now, and I absolutely love it, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. I understand he is at the uh, Washington Newsroom, uh, not on the uh, south lot of the White House, because uh, from what I understand, they've got to get the sprinkler system going again, because uh, White House reporters, apparently, when they're done with their day's work, they like to run through the sprinklers in the summertime. That's just what I heard. I'm not going to ask James to uh, confirm that or not, but occasionally I'll see him in the evening, and his hair is a little wet. Uh, James, welcome to the show, man. Glad to glad to have you on. How you how are you doing these days? I haven't heard from you in a while. I can confirm that, despite your intro referencing sprinklers, it is in fact mid February. But it's good to be with you, Rob, as always. As always. Well, I want to ask you because uh, uh, I I'm I'm curious. Um, Catherine Herridge is released from CBS and the, uh, I guess, keeping, I won't say confiscation, keeping of her uh, laptop, her contacts, etc. Um, I would just like to know uh, what generally, and I, and I know you don't like to opine because you're a great journalist, but uh, how, is this unprecedented? I mean, I know that when you work for a company, technically your intellectual property belongs to the company, but certainly it's different when you have confidential sources and whatnot. What are you hearing, and, uh, and what is the, the common practice when you're released from a news organization, and is this different? Again, we are far afield, Rob, from... Uh, the facts of what I do, which is cover the White House, the Biden White House. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really not um, well positioned to to speak on the case of Catherine Herridge or her um, apparently her having been laid off from CBS News and what actions the company may have taken thereafter. It's 
it's just not something on which I have good visibility, I'm afraid. I understand. Well, let's do something a little bit less uh, invasive. What's your social security number? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> that one I know. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about what's going on in uh, in oh, Washington. Yeah, this D- is actually going out on the air right now. Th- this is going on the air right now. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. You know? Answer, Rob. I, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's like you know, I'm I'm like seeing you. I'm giving you a big hug to start the interview, and then we get to the good stuff. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the White House uh, now bringing up new sanctions with Russia. Um, do you suppose this is about uh, uh, positioning the the White House in a, to get the, the the aid package that they wanted for Ukraine? Why, or is it just a reaction to Navalny's uh, uh, alleged murder? Well, the fact is that uh, President Biden had previously stated um, about Alexei Navalny that if he should die in Russian prison, uh, then uh, he would deliver uh, very severe consequences uh, on the Russian Federation. Uh, Since the president made that statement, of course, Russia has invaded Ukraine and has already been targeted with a vast array of U.S. and allied sanctions uh, aimed at its war-making capability, its, its finance sector, and so on. Uh, and so the president, once Mr. Navalny passed away in prison, in Russian prison, last week, uh, probably felt some obligation, and his advisors were probably telling him he should feel some obligation, uh, to make good on that earlier threat. And so today the White House announced uh, from the Departments of Treasury, State, and Justice uh, more than 500 new sanctions against various Putin allies uh, in Russia and globally, as well as new uh, property seizures and even uh, some new criminal charges. Uh, where Mr. Navalny, Navalny is concerned, uh, three of the sanctions announced by the State Department today targeted uh, the leaders of the Russian Federal Penitentiary Service, uh, obviously sort of the equivalent of the, of the U.S. Bureau of Prisons. And one of those sanctions included the warden of the very prison in the Arctic Circle, apparently one of Russia's most notorious, where Navalny spent his final days. Um, let me ask you, uh, uh, Congress, at least the Republicans, uh, are, are on recess for two weeks, uh, despite the fact that the American people are, are uh, uh, you know, demanding that the southern border uh, be closed. Um, what have you heard as far as what is going to happen when they get back in session? Um, uh, and, and, uh, and, and Joe Biden obviously is pressuring them, saying, oh, you took on vacation. What are you hearing uh, in D.C. now that Congress is out uh, about what they will do when they get back in the town? Well, I think you'll see uh, certain time-sensitive measures taken up. The, the government is set to run out of money at the first of the month. And so I think we will see uh, the lawmakers come together for some kind of uh, either continuing resolution, which is fancy speak for kicking the can down the road and funding <laughs> yes, the government for another yes, yes. month or 90 days or so, uh, or perhaps more ambitiously, they will craft an actual budget agreement uh, that keeps the government open for longer. Uh, that's one thing they absolutely have to do when they get back. In terms of uh, whether we will see any uh, legislation on uh, the issues surrounding the southwest border, it looks increasingly unlikely this year. Um, former President Trump has lobbied against any major legislative action on the border in this election year, and that has been persuasive to a large, if not dispositive, number of uh, the members of the Republican conference in both chambers. Uh, I have taken criticism on Twitter from some readers when I have suggested that, in fact, uh, the Republicans who initially sought some kind of border package for this year and then renounced it, did so under uh, lobbying pressure from Mr. Trump, 
The fact is, I think former President Trump is proud of lobbying against that measure and of persuading Republican members uh, to abandon it. Um, and well, he talks about in his own speeches on the stump about how we didn't need a piece of border legislation that wasn't going to do anything to really fix the problems at the border. So I don't think we'll see additional legislation on that. And that leaves uh, the other major uh, area of potential legislative action and the one that President Biden focused on in his remarks in the East Room today uh, when he uh, welcomed the National Governors Association to the White House. Uh, he made another plea for a Ukraine spending package. Uh, but again, it's, it's, that one is unclear as to uh, whether we will see action on it or not. I would say we can definitely bet against border legislation. I can say we will definitely bet uh, on behalf of seeing something to keep the government open. But Ukraine is a big open mark, a question mark at this point. I uh, find it curious that they took off the border provision in the first uh, bill that was in the Senate, and it really was about essentially uh, codifying uh, the illegal uh, the illegality that's happening in the southern border. And rather than strengthening the southern border, they just took it out of the package and made it into a complete foreign aid package uh, that was summarily left on the table by the House of Representatives. Joe Biden has hinted at some sort of executive action, uh, and I will just say it because you you probably won't it's political it's an election year they want to stem the flow at the southern border or at least appear interested in it do you suppose that after months and months and months of saying he can't do anything about it without congress that he will be able to successfully uh change course and uh and you know do some sort of an executive order to slow it down uh just in time for the election he can certainly succeed in uh, the issuance of an executive order because it requires no authority beyond his own, which he, presumably he can readily summon. Uh, what remains uncertain is whether President Biden and Democrats running for office uh, uh, lower down on the ticket beneath the White House uh, this election year can successfully flip the script on the Republicans who have been claiming, uh, complaining about lax enforcement at the border for the entirety of the Biden administration and who have the numbers to show for it in terms of the record numbers of, of encounters and illegal crossings and so forth. But if President Biden can convince Americans that it was the Republicans, uh, chiefly in the House, who stood in the way of some large compromise on the border uh, and uh, forced him into executive action, uh, then perhaps he, he could make some inroads on, on, on that issue uh, and, and neutral, neutralize it to some extent uh, on the campaign trail. I, I tend to doubt it. I think that the border issue is here to stay as a defining stain on the Biden legacy. And I don't think that the issuance of some executive orders in, in this election season will necessarily repair that, if only because they will be greeted uh, inevitably and fairly with the response of, well, why didn't you take these actions sooner? Exactly, exactly. Now, I haven't spoken to you since the uh, Robert Herr uh, classified documents uh, investigation, uh, the results showing that uh, he, Robert Herr didn't feel that a jury would look at Joe Biden as anything other than a an elderly man with a poor memory. Uh, we saw the press conference that Joe Biden decided to do that went off the rails uh, well past his normal lid on the day. Uh, they, they are trying to, uh, I guess, slough this off and act like, uh, uh, you know, this is not a big deal, that somehow... Uh, People won't notice it. But but how have things changed and or have they changed in D.C. since that presser? And uh, with regard to the possibility that Joe Biden might not be able to be cognitively able to run again. Hmm. Well, I hear the same fevered speculation that you do and our listeners do about President Biden somehow being 
uh, edged out or or edging himself out of the the the, uh, the the top spot on the on the ticket in November, uh, either before or after the convention. We live in volatile times, and volatile times are always attended by a certain fevered speculation. And if you look at uh, the months and the years just leading up to the first shots fired before the Civil War, and you look at the newspaper coverage of that time. Uh, you'll see a lot of fevered speculation as to what was going to happen with the fate of the Union or President Lincoln. And we live in a very feverish and volatile time. So there are a lot of rumors swirling about what might I don't think that uh, Abraham Lincoln was... I don't think Abraham Lincoln was referring to dead uh, leaders. I'm not sure. I know Mary Todd did after he passed away. She had uh, seances and things like that. Uh, What about that? I want to ask you a a very personal question. Have you ever been been bitten by Commander the Dog? Literally or figuratively? <laughs> have you ever been around Commander the Dog? I have never laid eyes on the animal. Okay, good. <laughs> but I sound like the guy in The Godfather who's like, the animal stays, and the rest, it stays the same. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, he apparently the, the dog bit people 24 times, beat Secret Service agents to the tune that there, were, there was blood on the floor, and then uh, Commander uh, is no longer there. Uh, I know you don't like to speculate, particularly feverishly. I know that's a big deal to you. Uh, but do you suppose he's actually in the home in Delaware or something like Old Yeller happened? Do you think maybe uh, this would be an opportune time for, the, for me to employ the pun about pausing? Okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right. You want to play games, Rob? No, No, I don't want to. Yeah, bring it. all night long, my friend. You bring that any day because I'm the father of two children. I know every pun in the world. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's where I got him from. (laughs) All right. Um, I don't know what happened to Commander. Yes. Um, You know, but we wish him um, all the best. I think all of us do in his little furry afterlife or whatever happens to him. All right. Uh, well, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, I look forward to the balmier days when you and other White House uh, correspondents will be able to dance in the sprinklers as the as the uh, signs of spring uh, begin. But uh, <laughs> I greatly appreciate you joining me and look forward to uh, talking to you again. Uh, where can people find you on social media, Mr. Rosen? Uh, you can look me up on Twitter, at James Rosen TV. All right, my friend. Have a glorious weekend. Great to talk to you. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is great. I always like to use the analogy that I am the uh, annoying American tourist, and he is the uh, palace guard at uh, Buckingham Palace, because I think that's the perfect dynamic <laughs> between me and Rosen. And, and, and listen, uh, Rosen, is, um, Rosen is one of the best of the best. He's a a genuine journalist. I, I look at, at James Rosen in the same uh, light that I look at Luke Rosiak. You may not Luke Rosiak. Uh, he's in D.C. Um, uh, I'm looking at uh, Darren Beatty from Revolver News, Matt Taibbi, Matt Schellenberger, Catherine Herod, certainly. Those are people who literally after following them for years, for years, I cannot gauge a political ilk. All right, now now uh, Matt Taibbi and, uh, and uh, Michael Schellenberger have said they are ACLU card-carrying liberals. But this is the thing that makes Rosen such a good voice and such a good... Uh a good reporter, good, good voice for journalism. Uh, CBS seizes confidential files. We heard about this. Uh, and this is interesting because Catherine Herridge was hired, what was it? It wasn't that long ago. It was like a year or two ago. 
Uh, he was among 20 CBS News staffers let part as a larger purge of hundreds of employees by Paramount Global. They're suffering because Americans are saying no to their woke nonsense and uh, and CBS uh, News Division's incredible bias. And, and it, that's how it's working. That's how we're working. You know, we're making them diminish. All right. Her firing stunned co-workers, but the network's decision to hold on to her personal materials along with her laptop where she may have confidential info has left many staffers shaken, according to insiders. This is according to the New York Post, by the way. It's so extraordinary uh, for files, which are presumptively now the property of CBS News, most likely contain confidential material from Heritage Stents at both Fox and CBS. The source said the network boxed up all of her personal belongings except for her notes and files and informed them that it would decide, if anything, would we return to her. You also know that CBS, ABC, NBC went along with the DHS and the Global Disinformation Index. They played along with all of it. They take the talking points of the White House. And by the way, there is a new report that shows 89% of Trump coverage is negative. So clearly, her dismissal and keeping of her information is political. And I think that CBS is not only part of a cabal with the White House, but the White House is putting the heavy on them to get her material because she was getting dangerously close to Joe Biden, whether it be the uh, confidential, uh, the files that he took, etc. That's it. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. James Rosen, always good to have on. I just texted him right after we left the air, and I said, can't wait for the dog days of summer. Things are rough in Washington. Uh, Great to have you on. You always have great tales. Yeah, I know. He challenged me a little there with bad dad joke puns. So you know what? Bring it. Bring it. Yesterday, we had someone on named, uh, well, she called herself uh, D.C. Deplorabella. Deplorabella. And, uh, and I found out who she is. And I got her phone number, and I called her yesterday after the show to commend her on an incredible, uh, incredible phone call that you can find uh, in the podcast from yesterday's show by going to Newsmax.com slash listen. Uh, one of our affiliate stations, WGB, GMD in Delaware has it on their site. But I had a delightful conversation. I mean, one of the most learned and well-read people I've spoken to in a very long time, made me look like chopped liver, to be quite honest, um, has done a, a, an enormous amount of work in education, in, uh, um, uh, I guess, to some degree, not really punditry, but I uh, put her in touch with some people about possibly writing columns, and I said, uh, she said, well, you know, what did I, and I said, why don't you call it Dear, Dear Deplorabella? Because yesterday's phone call was uh, was remarkable. You know, I, I ought to just play a, a second of it here. Hold on one second. Uh, Deborah Bella called us yesterday, and it's a woman from Baltimore, and um, it's it, it's just it's gone nuts. How many people want to hear this? I'm gonna play a little bit of her yesterday. I'm not gonna play it all. I just want you to hear a little bit of her uh, yesterday. Let's go to uh, Deborah Bella in Bridgeville, Delaware. Hello, Deborah Bella. How are you? I'm well. Considering, <laughs> considering the destruction of the republic. I know. For those Americans who would like to see it restored, 
and who would like to see restitution for the victims of political persecution, ranging from the January 6th victims of the Reichstag fire to the Trump victims of the latest iteration of the coup d'etat against him. We're going to have to think about something very important. Our founding fathers, not our founding trannies, our founding fathers, (laughs) white Christian men for the most part, gave us a constitution that sets up a balance between change and continuity. All right, I can't play the rest of it because it it ended up literally being uh, about a 10-minute phone call. And I told her yesterday, I said very rarely, in fact never, have I gotten a call from someone and during the phone call as I sat back and listened, I text Ken, my producer, I said, save this call. And I told her yesterday, I was like, it kind of reminded me of like, remember when Prince, Prince was on stage doing the guitar solo with Why My Guitar, uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, and everybody on stage just backed up and let him go? I used that analogy for her yesterday. <laughs> It's one of the greatest guitar solos of all time. It was Prince, and, and everybody stood back and just watched, let him play. That's what I did yesterday with Deplora Bella. So go to the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. Look at yesterday's podcast. I ran the show, uh, the, the call twice. Otherwise, go to WGMD, our affiliate in lovely Delaware, if you want to check it out. Uh, let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, second hour of the show has got to get real good. Nathan, uh, it looks like Nathan Wade did some sleepovers at Fawny's place before his divorce. Major League Baseball's uproar over see-through pants. Oh, stop it. And a late-night host may be forced into early retirement. Good riddance. Stick around for that, guys. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can help by clicking the sponsor links in the show notes and take advantage of some great discounts available only to our listeners.